ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Anita Tuchia. Yes, indeed, it is the WCHL podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and on this edition of the podcast, it's our good friend from Salt Lake City. She's back. It's Anita Suchia. Anita, say hello to the masses. Hello, everyone. Are you ready for <laughs> Nationals, y'all? Can you believe it? Nationals is a week it. away. I can't believe it. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's easy for me fun. to not believe it because I'm not flying out to Marlboro, but I hear you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, this will be the first flight I think I've had since uh, since COVID. So this will be a new experience oh, for me. Right. Yeah, I'm a little chicken. So uh, I even looked into driving and then I said, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I recently had the pleasure of driving from here at my house to Nebraska, and that was long enough. I can't, can't imagine driving from Oklahoma all the way to uh, the East Coast. That's that's a long, long drive. Yeah. So I came to my senses. Plus, once you get there, you're going to be sitting a lot too, right? So it's kind of like, eh. uh, hey, you never know. Who knows? They might, you know, they might put me in net and, you know, have be the shooting <laughs> oh, dummy. Oh, they'll hand you a sledgehammer and tell you to pound the boards back. <laughs> I love that story. That was awesome. Thor. Yeah. Thor with the sledgehammer. <laughs> put, please put the boards back together there. Yeah. Wild. Anita, how the heck have you been? The season is over for Utah. The men's division one, Utah skating Utes. They did not make the nationals field. They were the last team bumped. Yep. yep. They didn't quite make that last. They couldn't make that last jump to get out of that cluster. Yeah. You know, if I was any good at podcasting, I would have already had some sort of, you know, little, but I'm not, I, I have to, I had to hustle. Oh, I had to, bad. I had to sit and find that. So I'm terrible at podcasting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you, Utah didn't play for the last two or three weeks of the season, but they finished with a flourish. They split a season, a, a series with UCO. They split a series with UNLV. They put them in prime position to, uh, to make the field for nationals. And it was only because that stupid conference playoff business uh, from the WAC conference, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, that's the you know that that didn't go according to plan. The third that place darn Michigan Dearborn. Yeah, that third place team won it. Michigan Dearborn won it, and it bumped Utah. What the heck? Yep, and everybody, uh, you know, uh, we were actually I was working that uh, ACHA M two Western Regional Tournament, which was hosted in Utah, and the uh, one of the assistant captains. You remember Alex King? Uh-huh. He was uh, watching the game on his phone, right? The Lawrence Tech Michigan game, and he's like, I could hear him grumbling. I said, "Uh oh, that's not good." <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No, not wasn't good. good. Well, hey, let's talk about that before we get going. Nationals is coming up. The Nationals are broadcast uh, on exclusively by Hockey TV. Um, Nationals is presented by Flow Hockey, and Flow Hockey owns Hockey TV, so there's the connection. You have experience with Hockey TV since you were just dealing with those guys at the ACHA Men's Division II West Regional held there at the Salt Lake City Sports Complex. What was your experience like with Hockey TV? What can folks expect to see when they sign on to watch 
national games from nationals. Yeah, so it was interesting. So as you mentioned, uh, only one camera. Yeah. And they cameras do have a zoom, but it, it it's you know for a lot of the camera people who you know our camera people were experienced, but it was a new setup for them, and so. Uh, kind of what I heard was like it took a little while to get used to the Zoom. Like one gal, Liz is awesome. She just got it right away. The other gal had a little bit more trouble. So you're kind of just going to get this, like you said, pan and scan. They will Zoom. Definitely we don't have uh, multiple camera angles. And the other thing is like for the broadcasters, we don't even have a uh, big live feed monitor. All we've got is the little tiny one that's like, you know, six inches uh, across by like four inches high. Yeah. That literally is just for the, you know, the guy who's doing the mixing to just make sure that the feed is actually live, right? <laughs> so there isn't really a whole lot. There isn't really a whole lot for us to see. Um, and like I said, it'll depend on your camera person, right? Because it's going to be the one camera. Um, definitely nothing like nothing fancy in the broadcast side. Like no instant replay. Um, they do provide on-screen graphics so you can see like what time it is in the period. But why recall uh, one thing that's not you don't see is if the teams are on a power play, it'll say power play, but it won't show a countdown clock. So you won't know how how much time is left. And if you're hopefully your broadcaster will figure that out and will periodically let you know. Um, so it's you know fairly you know, basic stuff. Um, same thing with the broadcast side, only one broadcaster play by play. They're off camera. So there's no like in between period interviews. There's no pregame show. Um, the feed does start well before game time, but you know, it's pretty much just pointed at the, at the ice. It's also, um, streaming in between periods. So if broadcasters want to start a little early and give a little bit of a pre-game or you know between period analysis they're welcome to do that but it's not going to be they're not going to be on camera um and then uh you know pretty much the feed will end a few minutes after the game ends i made it a point to just stop talking because i wanted people just to be able to watch the handshakes and anything that was happening since it was a single elimination tournament qualifying tournament i just wanted to let people kind of like watch what was going on on the on the ice after the buzzer sounded but um but yeah so it's gonna be pretty basic um and you know i'm hoping that the broadcasters will do their homework i know that we did to try and get like stats so we put pulled together things like head to head like you know because these are teams coming from all over the region if a team had head to head stats we tried to include that we tried to include um you know the top five scores for each team what the goalie stats were uh, fortunately for us, the ACHA announced the Western Regional All-Region Team right before the tournament, so we were able to like announce that, right? So it just kind of like, again, it's like either a intermission announcer says, hey, let's just run through the All-Region Team so that parents listening could hear, right, if they're, if any of their kids were uh, given that, that award. Um, that basic kind of stuff, and it should be fairly straightforward, I think. You know, there isn't anything really tricky since you're not actually dealing with replay or special angles or anything interesting well it sounds like uh sounds like my experience dealing with hockey tv last year in st louis with the exception of um in st louis they had instant replay um but it was limited to cameras above the above it, it in st louis they were limited to cameras above the goal 
Um, I believe in Boston they're talking possibly about cameras behind the goal, but the instant replay capability, Anita, is purely dependent on that one person who you mentioned earlier who was watching the feed uh, to make sure it's actually going out. He has a button. And he hits a button, and it 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 records the last ten seconds from right. the time when he hits the button. If he right. doesn't hit that button, it doesn't record a damn thing. So right. there's no way to. Last year, for instance, at nationals, Iowa State Central Oklahoma played a five overtime thriller on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> on I think it was on Saturday. It was insane how how late it was. You know, it might have been Saturday. It might have been Sunday. I forget when it was. But Iowa State thought they scored in either the second, at the very first opening seconds of either the second or the third overtime. It must have been the third overtime. They thought they scored, and they went to instant replay, and the poor dope forgot to hit the button. So there was there was no instant replay available. Now the people in the stands on that side, and there were some coaches on the uh, that were filming. They were scouting. Um, they recorded it and they said, "Oh yeah, that puck went in and out immediately." Um, but because the ACHA didn't have the instant replay capability right then, it was uh, it was a no. No goal was called, and, you know, next thing you know, two more overtimes later, finally Central Oklahoma ends up winning the game. But So, so anyways, it's um, it, I bring that up because it sounds to me, number one, like it's very basic, like what happened last year in St. Louis. Number two, it sounds like it's very low-tech. Like you said, one camera on the red line, pan and scan left and right. If the person knows enough to zoom, hopefully they'll zoom, but they'll do that with some um with some it's moderation like or something on that yeah it's going to be a knob on the control stick and so if you're kind of trying to like follow the action right and try and zoom at the same time yeah it could be kind of yeah could take a little while for them to get used to it the other thing is that i think that confirms that they didn't have instant replay because one we had two games happening at the same time and as far as i know um the technician was just kind of going back and forth just checking back and forth to make sure everything was going well but he wasn't always manning like he wasn't sitting next to me, for example, okay. looking at my live feed. Um, he was just checking to make sure it was working, right? And we actually did have a goal called off, right? And there was no video mm. uh, review, there right? You go. So we had we had a goal waved off. I got confused because I was waiting to see a penalty, right? Like there was a penalty because clearly, right, it, the puck was still visible, but for some reason, right. You know, the the referee waved the goal off, and I was a little confused because I didn't realize what happened. And later on, I was talking to Patrick, who's my normal partner, and he said, you know what? I bet you didn't cross the line. And then I said, oh, well, you know, it had to have been – the call was made on the ice, and we didn't go to video review. So that must have been it. But that confirms that, right, we didn't have any instant replay. Now, yeah. hopefully – this was so that was just Western regionals, right? So hopefully for nationals, right, all that equipment that's, like, sent out to the – how many M2 regions are there? Four, four or five? Four. Yeah. yeah, four. Right? Now they can all just be centered in one at the NESN. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you have eight rinks. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. You're, you're presuming an awful lot because that's that's going to presume, Anita, that there's going to be eight monkeys able to sit and hit the button. Yeah, right, 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 right. And that's usually what it winds out down being is like you don't have that one person who can, like you said, push the button. You just yeah. don't have an extra extra body to like monitor that well we'll see we'll see supposedly i was talking with our uh, men's division one commissioner earlier today and 
supposedly there will be some form of instant replay will just you know how great or how uh how to what extent it, it exists will i guess remains to be seen i was told that we'll find out tuesday or wednesday uh which is always good to know um the day before the tournament you know what you know it'd be nice to kind of explain to the officials hey this is this is a, a tool that you have in your tool chest but right, you know right. we, we don't even know if if we're going to have it so how can we tell the officials that they've got it right. the other thing is that from your description it sounds to me uh that, that folks need to be aware especially uh idiots like me uh sounds like uh the mics are pretty hot uh, if if they if they're going to leave the feed on uh, during intermissions and uh, pre and post game, sounds like the mics might be pretty hot. So I might need to uh, worry about uh, you know dropping an f bomb or two, or uh, I need to be careful around the around the hockey TV broadcast set is what what I'm hearing. Yes, because they because they I asked them, do we have a mute button? He says, no, please just turn the volume down between periods. <laughs> so if your broadcaster forgets. To turn the volume down because they don't have a mute button, then yeah, you might want to be careful, Christopher. <laughs> you might want to just check and look at the knob oh, over there geez. and make sure that it's turned all the way down. <laughs> I, I um, thought when you said look at the knob, I thought you were talking about the guy who's <laughs> going to be broadcast. <laughs> yeah, yikes! I don't know. All right, well, so that that's the experience the with hockey. T- might be the knob too, but yes. Yeah, that's that's your experience. Wait, we're, I know we're going to have some good broadcasters because Curtis Johnson is coming up there. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun. At least we'll have at least one knowledgeable hockey guy doing at least one game. Do you know are they going to give him a partner? I I don't know that. I I expect that I will find that out Thursday morning at ten o'clock when. Uh, I know that. Oh, so a day after you find out about the replay. Cool. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> I know that that last year at St. Louis they had partners, and it was it was kind of hit and miss, right? During the uh, at the beginning of the tournament, when there are more teams there, then yes, they usually have a, a you know a dynamic duo broadcasting the game, a play by play and a color. As the as the tournament wore on and as the number of teams waned then there were fewer and fewer guys still sticking around. So it ended oh, up being right. the same guys. That's for the most part. Yes. Yeah. So. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Well, hey, we're, we're going to get into this here in a second. We're going to talk about Anita's picks for uh, the Men's Division One National Championship. But before we do that, Anita, I want to make sure that everyone here on the podcast knows that the ACHA Men's Division One Bracket Contest is back for another season. Um, the information is on the a- ACHA Men's Division One Twitter account. That's at ACHA Men's D1. It's also on the ACHA Facebook account. I put it up there as well. It's a Google Sheet. Our good friend from Ohio, um, the Wizard, all hat, the no wizard. cape. He, uh, he's been kind enough to do all the heavy lifting and put it together uh, so far. And it's, uh, it's pretty nifty. And I'll tell you... In fact, while I'm while I'm talking, I'm going to try to uh, see if I can't pull it up one more time. But there I'll, it is. I'll tell you that the um, uh, we do award prizes for the top. Oh, let's see here for the top three. So if you win, um, you know, we, I, I, we probably should have had him put in a tiebreaker. Dang it! Oh well. Um, I wonder how I'm going to break ties. Um, but we can, um, let's see here. 
we do award prizes for the top three. We have for the past couple of years. I'm the person that gets the prizes, usually ship them from uh, Amazon. First prize usually wins a nice bundle of goodies. Uh, second prize wins uh, an almost nice couple of goodies. And third prize wins a goodie. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's up and running again. It's live as we speak. And let me see if I can't. Oh. And it looks like you can change your entry up until... March 16th, uh, that, midnight Eastern time, the night before the tournament. Actually that's starts. correct. That's right. So Wednesday night. So let's see here. We have, as we're talking, there are 79 minus 79 minus eight. So we have 70 contestants so far. And that's uh, live as of today, which is we're taping this on Wednesday, March the 7th. So you have a whole week to uh no march the 8th i'm sorry wednesday march the 8th you have a whole week to uh to figure out who you want to win and how you want to win and um uh yeah if your predictions are on the money uh then uh then you can uh, you might get to win a nice prize courtesy of uh the acha and more more probably more likely it's courtesy of you know the wchl podcast and you know, a certain stupid commissioner. So, but, uh, <laughs> well, anyways, like some stylish ACHA swag, uh, well, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, it depends maybe. what kind of stylish ACHA swag we can find. Um, <laughs> you know, it's gotta be, uh, you know, we might send a puck, we might send a patch. I don't, you know, I mean, in years past, I've been known to send a book regarding hockey, um, I've been known to send some uh, koozies and uh, maybe a shot glass or, or a pint glass or two um, that all relate to hockey. So I've also been known to uh, send a, a desktop hockey game. Um, so <laughs> those are awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a it's kind of a, a variety of sources. Um, I, I do like to promote literacy. So uh, a, a book is uh, regarding hockey is somehow some way more likely in the in the mix. Now I, I will tell you this, the wizard last year was all over me. He thought I should send some cameos to, uh, to, to the winners and cameos from, you know, uh, some known hockey folks and the cameos are, you, you know what I'm talking about when I say a cameo, you get a celebrity that says, Hey, Anita, I hear it's your birthday and this is Pee Wee Herman. And I'm just calling to wish you a happy birthday. And it's gotcha, a, like for your voicemail or something. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like a minute or a oh, minute just, and a half little yeah, you know yeah. video that they record and send to you. Someone right, pays right, right. for it. And, uh, yeah. So the wizard was trying to get me to do that. And I just thought, nah, I think the kid would appreciate, uh, you know, uh, a shot glass or, uh, or four. He just or, wanted to have, he just wanted to watch you organize all that. Yeah. Well, I think he wanted to watch me pay for it too. <laughs> Cause oh. it can be expensive at times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Pee Wee Herman yeah. might be 35 bucks, but, uh, you know, some big Jim Craig from the 1980 Olympic team, that's a couple hundo. So, uh, you know, I think he just wanted to watch me pay through the nose. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> an, like he's an evil wizard. Helpful. That was like one of those helpful suggestions where you're going, wait a second, you're just trying to trick me into doing something, aren't you? Uh-huh. You're trying to get me to spend more money. This is a goofy yep. contest. So yep. anyways, that ACHA Men's Division One Bracket Contest is out there. It's live. And uh, yeah, what, hey, what have you got to lose? I'll tell you this, the overwhelming favorite right now, holy smoke, is no doubt Minot State. I think there are... 
geez, out of 70, let's say there are 70 folks on here, I would say a good 45 to 50 of them have selected Minot State as the ultimate winner. The mm. the remainder, I would say the next, um, so let's say three quarters of the folks have said Minot State. I'd say the next 10 to 15 percent have said Adrian. Then there's uh, Ohio, this probably comes in third. And then, uh, then after that, it's a scattering of you know liberties, UNLVs. There's a Jamestown or two in there. There's a I thought I saw a Calvin. Yeah, there's a Calvin in there. Someone <laughs> voted for Maryville. So I mean, you you can you know if it's if it's a uh, if it's a non traditional winner, man, like right now, hey, there's only one person that's picking Maryville. Somebody, somebody could run away with it if they pick a, a, an upset. There you go. So, I mean, I'm only going to get into trouble having to figure out ties if Minot State, Adrian, or Ohio wins it. But, right. uh, you know, right now, if, if Maryville wins it, I know who's going to win it. You know, it's this person who, uh, what's what's this person's name? Commission number two. Um, he, he said... <laughs> He, he said Maryville's going to win it. There's a couple of people that have, well, like one person has said Indiana Tech. And so, uh, hey, if Indiana Tech wins it, I mean, you're the only winner. So uh, yeah. Yeah. congratulations. It, it, so it, it might behoove you to kind of go out on a limb and pick a non-traditional winner and increase your chances of winning. So who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah, see. There you go. There you go. So there you go. Don't, yeah, don't take my betting advice. I've never been to Las Vegas and uh, – I've uh, I'm, I would probably not do well in terms of you know winning yeah, well, or anything. Well, please don't ask me over and unders because I this is how much I bet. I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> I mean I know I've heard of it, All but right. I have no idea what like how if someone says what is your over and under, I would go yes. <laughs> <laughs> over under is easy. It's the total score. Do you think the num- the total score is going to be over a certain number or under a certain number? So that's all, that's all it is. Okay. So in, right. that is yeah. simple. in football, you just take the two scores and, you know, if you say it's 36 is your over, I mean, is your over under number. So if the total scores are, you know, if it, if it's a 14 to seven game, that's 21 points. It's under, if it's a 53 to 83 game, then obviously that's <laughs> over. So, uh, Anyways, we're not going to ask you any over-unders, Anita, but we are going to ask you to take some uh, take a stab at your own uh, Men's Division One Bracket Contest. And let's get after it. On uh, the Thursday, it's the 13 through 20 teams that get going in Game 1 at 10 in the morning. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I'm going to be hey at ten at ten in the morning on Thursday. No, 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 no. Not hey, not on purpose. They might be going. Exactly. They might be awake at ten in the morning. You know, yeah, you don't play hockey at ten in the morning. That's that's, just not done. Yeah, they might be awake, but that's because they stayed up all night. You know, they're they're ready for their afternoon nap. Hey, at 10 in the morning, I'm going to have some Dunkin' in my hands, and I will, you know, <laughs> whether it's coffee or hot chocolate, probably hot chocolate, and uh, maybe a, a Boston cream pie donut or 20. Um, we'll see. But number 13, Grand Valley State, is going to take on number 20, Buffalo. N- Buffalo is the number 20 seed, but in the computer, they're number 58. They're the winners of the NECHL conference playoffs. They won the auto bid that way. Grand Valley State comes to us from... The GLVC, the Grand, what are they? They're Grand Lake, Great Lakes. That's what it is. Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey. 
So 13 versus 20, Grand Valley versus Buffalo. This is Grand Valley's first time at the Men's Division One National Championships. Buffalo's been there before. What do you think, Anita, Buffalo or Grand Valley? Well, so I also have to thank you for, like, I have to thank Andrew, Kurt, and Ryan for going first so I can listen to their answers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I like this. Because we, we laughed about this before you hit the record, but it's like, I don't think I know who, like, three quarters of these teams are like I, you know they, I mean I know what they are but I haven't watched them play sure so it's like okay I'm like listening it's like okay okay well this one's fairly easy though because I think we're all agreeing that Buffalo is going to get stomped and so it's going to be Grand Valley that one's like the easy one of the yeah day. we'll see we'll see Calvin poor Buffalo. poor Buffalo poor guys hey you know what at least it'll be close to home right they're not going to have to drive too far they won't have to go too far right, right? yeah but I, Buffalo to Marlboro is going to be what three maybe four hours hours at most that's uh, what I'm you thinking. would know the east coast better than i would no no i wouldn't hey there's you know what i know about the east coast is there's not a straight road on the east coast at all it's all horse trails and nothing is at least out here in the great west there's no- not only are they not not only are they crooked but they go up and down oh right? yeah like they're not even level they're and, like whoa, whoa, and, whoa and they're all and they're all named the same thing too there's always a main street there's always a a, a, a pearl street there's always you know a putnam um, it's, it's the same, it's, they're all, you know, you can have 15 different, uh, towns and they all have the same street name that are all in different places. It's not like the same road goes through these 15 towns. It's, you know, Melrose is, well, it slows down the invading forces, you know, it's probably yeah. comes to the colonial days where it slows down the Tories <laughs> as they try as the redcoats, as they tried to invade the, the colonies. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> All right, hey, the next game at 1.30 in the afternoon after everybody wakes up, it'll be number 14, Calvin, uh, against number 19, Navy. Calvin plays in that Great Lakes League as well. And Navy is the regular season champion for the ECHA, the Eastern Collegiate Hockey Association, the conference out of Philadelphia. So what do you think? Midshipmen versus Knights. This one was a fun conversation to listen to because I'm pretty sure I remember Ryan said he was he was voting for the he was rooting for the midshipmen, right? I think so. And then and then Calvin University is the the reason we have the funny like the two optional times on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I know the whole thing. And I also looked it up. They were indeed named after John Calvin. And you and I have had this conversation. John Calvin is the inspiration for the character name in Calvin and Hobbes. Ah, see, now that would actually make me like Calvin. <laughs> right, you, know? except you remember what Calvin is like, But right? I don't want and to. Hobbes, of course, yeah. Hobbes, of course, is named after the philosopher Thomas Hobbes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then you start thinking about what their character's like, and it just I think that actually adds some fun. I am going to go the easy one. I think I'm going to go, and I think I'm going to vote for Calvin. I don't. I don't, I don't think Navy's going to be able, despite their discipline and everything, I don't think they're going to, yeah. Ryan wasn't able to sway me. I think it's going to be Calvin. I think Ryan was just, uh, I think he was, he was more interested in the uniforms than anything else. I think he was, he was <laughs> you know, I think guys in uniform might just, you know, he might, uh, that might just catch his eye a little bit more than most. So, hey, but that's not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, I just like to give them a hard time. All right. Uh, the next game out of the B conference is the, uh, Illinois state, the Redbirds, number 15, and they're going to take on IUP, Indiana, Pennsylvania, the number 18 seed. IUP is the winner of the 
Pittsburgh Conference, their playoffs, CHMA, College Hockey Mid-America. In uh, Illinois State, they're the runners-up in Midwest College Hockey. And uh, they put together a pretty good little season. So, And it's two birds fighting one another. It's like Scarlet Hawks against Redbirds. So what do you I think? I've discussion about that. So now I get to bring up a blast from your past. You know why I always remember IUP? Tell me. Because you keep wishing you keep wishing they would change their name and add something that starts with a C in the middle. <laughs> well, it's just because I'm a. Let people that's because I'm an 11 year old boy at heart. Come on. <laughs> it's just like now I now I forever remember Indiana, Pennsylvania because of that. Uh, but nonetheless. I think Illinois State is going to win that one as well. I just don't think IUP is going to be able to overcome Illinois State. IUP is they're they're well. I I haven't seen them much this season. I just know from previous seasons they play a pretty tough brand of hockey. So uh, I think that this is going to be a game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I I hope I'm wrong. I mean, for as the commissioner of the B conference, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, <laughs> Illinois, I think Illinois State will come out on top. But I think they're going to get a game out of IUP at least for 40 minutes. So we'll see. Right. And then hey, the uh, on Thursday night the nightcap is going to be number 16 Lawrence Tech taking on uh, number 17 Michigan Dearborn. Lawrence Tech and Michigan Dearborn have played. Uh, this will be the fourth time in the last five games for each of these guys to play one another. Michigan Dearborn has won all of those games. And I think in the season series, uh, Michigan Dearborn has won all but one of those games. So Lawrence Tech, Michigan Dearborn, Lawrence is number 16, UMD is number 17. What do you think? Yeah, and I think uh, Kurt and Brian agreed that like Michigan's really kind of seems to be on a roll. So not only have they they beat Lawrence Tech, you know, more times during the regular season, but they seem to be on a roll at the end of the season. So I'm going to, as much as I should be rooting against them because Michigan Dearborn knocked Utah out, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to predict that Michigan Dearborn will beat Lawrence Tech. Well, that's very sportsmanlike of you or, or sportswomanlike of you or sportspersonlike of you. I like that. You're, you're not holding any animosity against Michigan Dearborn for knocking Utah out. You like, you're going to take them because based on their, uh, based on their talents and based on their accomplishments and not because they're, or maybe I just want to see them get their asses handed to them by my not state. (laughs) Well, see, now that's the fun part about this, right? That's, That's why we have the WCHL podcast here, because we get, let's just jump right to it, because that would be, if Dearborn beats Lawrence Tech, Dearborn's prize is they get to play number one Minot. <laughs> and you're going to, yeah, I think you're going to say Minot's going to win that Minot one. Minot State, yeah, I, I don't think that one takes too long to figure out. All right, we'll go in reverse order. Illinois State, you had beating IUP. Congratulations, Illinois State. Your prize is you get to play number two, Ohio. Well, and Andrew will be so happy to hear this, but I'm I'm going for uh, Ohio. I'm going straight with the yeah. rankings on that one. <laughs> two to fifteen. That's a pretty big. That's a pretty big gap. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Okay, well, the other big gap here is Adrian and Calvin. Calvin, congratulations! You beat Navy. You get the pleasure of getting whopped by Adrian, number three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. Again, it's going to be Adrian. Yeah. They played. Uh, it'll, it'll eliminate any problems with the Sunday game. Right? Oh, hey, that's why we're all rooting. Hey, we're we're all rooting for Navy. On Thursday, we're all rooting for Navy, and then immediately after that, we're all rooting for Adrian. Oh. I think Ryan said it was even really hard for him. Right? He didn't want to root for Adrian, but he decided he had to because yeah. of the Sunday game. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's well, that's because Adrian beat his team last year like thirteen to one. It was ugly. 
All right, and then the uh, the first game on Friday, but the last game that we're picking here, Grand Valley State, congratulations. You took out number Buffalo, number 20 Buffalo, but you get the Skating Rebels from UNLV. And Anita, I'll remind you, this is the WCHL podcast. So uh, please take that into consideration when making your choice, Grand Valley State or UNLV. And finally, five games in, we come to a team I've actually seen. <laughs> uh, and Nevada UNLV is very good, so they're gonna they're gonna yeah. just beat Grand Valley. That's not there's no contest. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, that's the way it usually goes on Thursday. Congratulations, you won on Thursday. You get the pleasure of getting your ears boxed on Friday. Right. Not much of a prize. All right, hey, Saturday is uh, well. So let's recap. Um, you said that UNLV is going to beat Grand Valley. Adrian will beat Calvin. Illinois State will lose to Ohio. And Minot State will take care of Michigan-Dearborn. That actually could be a fun game. 1 versus 17 with both teams being uh, relatively hot. All right, so Saturday is the 5 through 12 series. And this is where we get to uh, some really, I mean, they're all fun games to watch. But these are some really even matchups. Uh, we started off Saturday early in the morning. Number 5, Liberty, takes on number 12, Pitt. Pitt is the winner of the Eastern States League, um, and they won both the regular season and the conference. And Liberty is an independent. They used to be in the Eastern States League, and uh, then they they won the conference many, many times, and then they left. They went on their own as an independent. So who do you have there, Liberty versus Pitt? Both teams are playing really yeah, well. This, yeah, both, I, I think that Liberty is just – they've been in Nationals so many times. They've been, you know – a solid program for so long they're they're going to beat pittsburgh it might be a close game but i don't i don't i don't really doubt that the ultimate uh, winner is going to be liberty on that one okay the next we'll game if, we'll see if i eat my words <laughs> <laughs> the next game is uh, an all wchl affair which sucks for the commish but um, it's just the way the, uh, the the cookie crumbles. It's the way the uh, the rankings, the seedings came in. Number six, Central Oklahoma, a team that you saw, Anita, takes on number 11, uh, Arizona, another team that you saw. So yep. all WCHL, all the time here. I'm guaranteed a winner. I'm guaranteed a loser. Um, but who do you have? UCO versus U of A. Yeah, I, I could say same thing uh, for UCO, that they're just consistent winners. And that one should be a fun game to watch, right? Um, unfortunately, yeah, somebody's going to, like, immediately after the first game of the of the bracket, one of the WCHL teams has to go home, but that's going to be Central Oklahoma. Okay. I know, right? It's like you have three of them, you have three of them entered, and on the first game that they play one of them has to go home yeah i mean what, what kind of a raw deal is this thing i mean that we've got to uh we should have told arizona we should tell arizona to do a better job and climb up to number 10 <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right hey the next game is number seven jamestown the champions of the b conference midwest college hockey they're taking on number 10 niagara Number Niagara usually is um, a pretty solid team, but I'm telling you what, Pittsburgh took care of them in a big way uh, in the uh, in the ESCHL championship uh, this past weekend. Just at, or yeah, did they? Yeah, they, yeah, they 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 just beat the snot out of them. It was like eight to two. It was ugly. So Jamestown versus Niagara. What do you got? Jimmy's and Purple Eagles. Yeah, Jimmy's and Purple Eagles. I think. I was thinking, didn't Kurt like Jamestown? I was thinking, like, when he was talking about them, that, yeah, similar thing where Niagara's kind of had a not 
as good a season as they've had in the past. So I think I'm going to go with Jamestown. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think Jamestown is flying. In fact, you know what, here, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a quick, um, I came unprepared, Anita. I got to admit that. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, hey, typical suboptimal podcast, Um, (laughs) you know, and stupid commissioner. He came unprepared, but let's take a look because, whoops, Jamestown and Minot were playing tonight. Oh, and they weren't, why, Jamestown wasn't live scoring the game. What the oh. heck? I know. Here we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to go another route. We're gonna so have this to... is so this game, this game is like not. It's not counting for anything, right? Because the rankings are all done. That's correct. It's it counts. Okay. It, it's it's not counting. It will. Uh, it just keeps the guy sharp. And gotcha. um, oh, right, because they have this big gap between. That's right. They got two weeks. End of season and. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh so yeah, t- tonight Minot State and Jamestown played. Minot ends up beating Jamestown by a score of 2 to 1 at Jamestown. And then uh, I'm pretty Ooh. sure they play again tomorrow. Um close in, one. Yeah, yeah, close one. So there you go. Jamestown's uh they're you know, they're coming off a conference championship. You're still going to take Jamestown over Niagara. Yep. Okay. Then the last game on Saturday, the 8-9 games, pits the Warriors from Indiana Tech against the Saints of Maryville. What do you think there? 8 versus 9, Fort Wayne, Indiana versus St. Louis, Missouri. Have you ever been to Fort Wayne, Indiana? I have. Yeah. <laughs> did it, it's not did, really a whole lot there. I was going to say, did it leave a, a big impression on you? Uh, Amish? <laughs> well, okay. Yikes. No, there, I mean, there wasn't, there just wasn't, it was a long, long time ago, and there just wasn't a whole lot there. It was, yeah, in the middle of Indiana. All right, all right. So here we go, um, Indiana Tech in Maryville. I, I'm still picking, yeah, nonetheless, I'm still picking Indiana Tech. Something in my brain says, I think they're also kind of on a roll right okay. now, right? In the season. Yeah, well, they didn't lose the, I mean, they didn't win, they won the regular season for the uh, whack conference. Right, but they didn't win their... They did their, not win the conference playoffs. Yeah, their playoffs, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. All right, so you're going all chalk. Liberty, number five, uh, Central, number six, Jamestown, number seven, Indiana Tech, number eight. So Pitt, Arizona, Niagara, and Maryville, thank you for coming. And uh, you get all, get to come all the way to Boston just to turn right around. Okay. Right. See well, you in October. See you in October. <laughs> That's brutal. Well, that hey, what that means, Anita, is on Sunday. This is these are this is where the uh, rubber meets the road. Here we got yeah. these quarterfinals. You have Liberty taking on UNLV. This will be the 86th time that these two teams have played this season. Wow. Actually, I think they've only played four times. Uh, UNLV has beaten Liberty (laughs) twice at Liberty, and Liberty has beaten UNLV twice at UNLV. So this will be the rubber match, game five of the season. What do you think, Liberty or UNLV? And remember, again, I remind you, this is the WCHL podcast. I know. And I think it's going to be tough for UNLV because I think they're a really good team and they're going to be facing Liberty kind of in, you know, in, yet they're fairly new to coming to nationals. Right. But I still think UNLV is going to come out on top, but I think it'll be a dog fight. All right. You know what I mean? Like yep. it'll be a bare knuckle brawl. Well, <laughs> hey, there, there's no doubt. There, I think this one can go to overtime. It's uh, that, that could be a, that, I think that would be a heck of an affair. Yeah, let's do that. 
I'll 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 make I'll, I'll make that prediction. Right. UNLV in overtime. UNLV in overtime. The next game is number three Adrian against number six UCO. And once again, remember the podcast. Um, so Adrian number three UCO number six. What do you think? So I got a question for you. What style of play does Adrian play? Are they like more of a you know, slow them down, physical hit them, or are they like basically outrun them, run and gun them? I th- well, yeah, I think Adrian has the tools to play both ways, but I think they okay. prefer to fly. I think they prefer to use their speed and their size because um, okay. they usually have some some tall boys on the uh, on the blue line and a lot of little jitterbugs up front that are just always 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 skating and they come at you in waves and they usually have a giant of a person in net. So it's you know so a lot like six five six five vertical and like four six horizontal. Yeah, I mean he, he he eats up a lot of space. He eats up a, right. like the Illinois State goaltender is great, but they have two great goaltenders, but they're both little guys. Um, the Adrian goaltender is this humongous chunk of a human being. So uh, and I'm not saying he's fat like the commish or anything. I'm just saying he's he's a, he's a tall he's he's an athlete. Yeah. So yeah. I would say right. you know Ron Hextall. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So uh, Adrian, I think will will their style of play is they like to they like to fly, they like to be very offensive, they like to they like they like to be very very fast. So I think then, I mean, sounds like Central Oklahoma is going to be an underdog, but I'm still rooting for Central Oklahoma. I finally got a chance to watch them this this season, uh-huh. and. The same thing struck me with them is that they can do either, right? They can play a physical game, but boy, they have some kids who can really skate. I mean, really, like just fly. They do indeed. And uh, and the thing I was, I kind of remarked to Patrick, I says, "My God, when the puck hits the boards, when Central Oklahoma came town, and also when UNLV, it's louder, right? It's just the wrist shots are coming in so much faster that the sound off the boards is actually louder, like." Mm-hmm. I noticed that the, the the rebound sounds were louder for some, those two teams. They have some heavy shots. Yes, they have yeah. some heavy shots. So I'm I'm rooting for Central Oklahoma. All right, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. The uh, again, I like it. The WCHL represents. I think uh, Central's big thing. They can play with anybody. They just need to uh, maintain their composure instead of the penalty box. Yes. You know, yes. I think they'll and that's get. Actually, how we beat them, uh, the one game where. You know, I kind of described it as we're going to have to see who blinks first, and Central Oklahoma kind of blinked first. For some reason, they just kind of lost their composure, and it was only for about one period, but that was enough yeah. for Utah to be able to then stay, you know, get ahead and stay ahead. All right. Well, very good. Okay. Well, so far you're uh, two for two picking WCHL teams. Unfortunately, there's no <laughs> other no other WCHL know, teams right? in the quarter. That's Let's just quit right there. That's it. Yep, we're done. That's it. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, well, we can't do that. The next game, third game on Sunday, will pit number two, Ohio, against number seven, Jamestown. The Jimmies out of the B Conference. You know, if I had a second podcast, I would probably call it the B Conference podcast, but I don't. There you go. Um, What's so, a Jimmy, anyway? Uh, you know, well, it depends. I know what a saint is, but I don't know what a Jimmy is. No. I, you know, I don't know. Besides the sandwich, besides the sandwich franchise. Well, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> see, now if you ask a if you ask somebody in Boston what a Jimmy is, they'll tell you it's a chocolate sprinkle that you put on your ice cream, right? Okay, I think it, I've heard of that one. Yep, because that's if there's a there's a there, 
now see Anita, you're in my wheelhouse. There's an ice cream <laughs> brand. There's an ice cream brand up there called Brigham's, and it's awesome. And um, you know, do you remember uh, Howard Johnson's from years ago? You're 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 my I vintage. Do. And the, I do. You would it's always like get, an IHOP, only older or Midwest, I think. There you go. And you could get a cup of ice cream, and they would put. It was always. Um, it wasn't a, a ball of ice cream. It was kind of like a triangle of ice cream. Um, and they would put a little cookie. Uh, I remember this in the side of your this ice cream. Is like a, a Midwest thing is to cut it into like square shapes. Yeah, well, it's not to be. It, it's it's more like the scoop is not round like a ball. It oh, was more okay. like gotcha. a conish. So you would gotcha. Gotcha. you would scoop the ice cream, and then when they put it in your cup, it would be. Um, it would be kind of conish, like an inverted cone. Anyways, Brigham's is like that, and they take your ice cream, and if you want it with Jimmy's, they'll just dip it upside down into chocolate sprinkles, and you have your ice cream with Jimmy's. And so that's what, that's to me, when I, when, of course, re- remember, I mean, if anybody's seen me, they'll know when I, my first thought is usually food. So um, that's what I think <laughs> of when I think of uh, a Jimmy. But in this case, I believe that Jamestown, the Jimmies, are the names of the, um, the, the people that inhabited the town of Jamestown, North Dakota. And that's what they just called them. They were from Jamestown, so they were called Jimmies, you know, as opposed to, you know, Normanites or Salt Lake Cityans or, you know, whatever else. Because so. that's, that's like, I just looked up University of Jamestown, and that's what, right, that's the obvious link for them is right. Yep. The Jimmy's is, is so many people and so many places like associated with James. That's correct. That's now that's my understanding. Now I could be totally wrong on that. They, maybe they're named after the chocolate I'll sprinkles. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll go with that. That sounds good to me. God, I'm getting hungry already now. Jeez. Yeah. Now you're thinking of chocolate sprinkles. You know, like- I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Boston, not so much for the hockey, but for the great food. Cause I'm looking forward to the seafood. I'm looking forward to now Brigham's with Jimmy's. I'm looking forward to getting like a grinder, a real Italian, you know, sub, they call them grinders. Oh, I'm looking well, forward to some, some great good, Italian food, right? Yeah. I remember Boston area having some terrific Italian, great food. Italian food. If I was going to the North end, but we're going to be closer to Worcester. So uh, I'll have to just suffer with some, uh, I won't, I won't go with any OG or anything like that, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to find some, they'll, they'll, usually yeah. when you get a little further out, you know, you get some, when you're in the city, you get real Italian food from real Italians. When you get a little further out, you get Italian food from like the Lebanese family, or from oh, the <laughs> yeah, right, right. you know. So it's or the Puerto Rican family, uh, or, or the or the Greek family, you know, something like that. Yeah, right. So it's uh, but it's it's still great food, and that's I'm looking. God, I'm God, Anita. I'm hungry. Golly, I don't have to quit. Hey, and this. I'm with you. I'm a seafood person because I grew up on the other coast. Yeah. And so when you talk about lobster roll and like you know chowder and chowder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all over that. But I'm not going to Massachusetts this year, so you'll just have to eat that for me. Oh, hey, Friday, I'm on it. I am on it. <laughs> but, hey, we, we're, we're getting far afield from number two, Ohio, and number seven, Jamestown. Nobody wants to hear about me and my eating habits because I have terrible <laughs> eating habits. So, Ohio oh, Bobcats versus one. Jimmy's. I'm going I'm going with the, the masses on this one. I'm going with uh, – uh, God, I've already forgotten what we were talking about. What are we talking about? Ohio, number two, Jamestown, number seven. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, Ohio. There we go. <laughs> All right. And then the last game on on Sunday will be number one, Minot, versus number two, Indiana Tech. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't. Congratulations to Indiana Tech for getting as far as you did, but yeah, it's going to be my <laughs> Well, hey, I like the way that you've set this up because we reseed after Sunday, and right now you have number one, two, four, and six playing. Yep. So on Monday, the uh, middle two seeds will play, and the top seed, the top and the bottom seed will play. So that means that number one, Minot, will take on number six, UCO, in game number one. What do you think there, Anita? Minot versus UCO. So... Yeah, so on this one, the foreign, this is one of those cases where we talked about the clusters where Nevada and Central Oklahoma are actually very close, as we know from you trying to figure out what kind of tiebreaker you're going to have to use at the end of the season for the WCHL rankings, right? I mean, yep. they were so close. And, you know, I, I feel like Central Oklahoma came on, you know, came on top in part because, again, I think they're a little more consistent than UNLV. So I think they're going to take that one. So maybe a little bit of an upset, but I, I think you, Central Oklahoma is going to take that one. It's going to be a, another bruiser of a game. I hope uh, Central Oklahoma doesn't get too beat up along the way to so, the finals. So you're going, going to, to be a bruiser. You're going to take UCO over Minot State to oh, win that game. Uh, that's the game. Oh, do I? Nope, that's it's the So I'm looking at my bracket differently then. What am I looking at? It's because Anita we reseed on on after we take the four seeds oh, on on gotcha, Sunday gotcha, and gotcha. we reseed them. So we have number 1 is going to play number 6 and according to your winnings, your picks. Uh, number okay. 1 will play number that's 6 and number 2 will play number 4. So we have Minot oh, so State. I'm kind of bummed then cuz I my bracket was all goofed up. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no. That's okay. We well, can, so, we so can adjust that, on the fly. Okay. No. Well, so if it's if it's one versus six, so I actually wrote my brackets down four versus six, two versus one. That's why yep. that's why I was goofed up. So unfortunately, I I don't think UCO is going to be able to beat Minot. So I am going with the masses on that one. So yeah. that's kind of a bummer for me. My Minot has beaten UCO three times this, this season so far. Twice up in North Dakota, once down in Oklahoma. So I think that's probably a pretty good bet. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. Michael Rivera and his team is going to be all. Curtis will be all over me. Geez, oh no! I, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, You're not gonna, nobody's going to like make any room for you, like to sit next to them, like at the table or anything. Well, They're all going to like, oh, sorry, saving that seat. Yeah, really, saving that seat for somebody who actually likes us. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I like them well enough. And hey, if they get on a heater, they can they can get going. If Doug Wakelin or Ben Kelch or even their their new Russian goaltender Artem Langtuk, if those guys if they get going, if like I said, if they stay out of the box, they can play with anybody. But Minot, yep. I don't know. Minot just Minot looks tough. They look really really tough. Minot just kind of looks like right the the big steam train this year, right? Yeah. They're going to be tough. Yeah, they're to stop. Yeah, they're you're going to have to. Uh, it's going to have to be a very, very special game to beat Minot. So, uh, okay, so you've got Minot beating UCO, which means in the second game it's Ohio versus UNLV, number two versus number four. And now, now that we've done a reset, I'm going to go for the upset because, again, I think UNLV is really good. And uh, I think that, yeah, we beat them that one weekend, but I, that, I didn't get the impression that's the best that UNLV can be. And uh, I'm actually going to go for the upset. I'm going to go. go for the the WCHL UNLV number four beating number two Ohio. I, I like that. I like that, which sets up a national championship game on Tuesday night for all of the marbles that the Marduk Cup can hold. Um, number one, Minot versus number four, UNLV out of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Uh, Minot, an independent. 
They wanted to be in the WCHL, but we said, nay, nay, you're too far away. <laughs> so what do you think? Oh, yeah, they are. Ugh. Who would want to go to North Dakota in February anyways, right? I mean, come on. And yeah, not only is it too far, but it's way too cold. Yeah. Well, it's bleak up there. Wow. All right. UNLV versus oh, Minot for all of the marbles. Uh, you want to do uh, it. Go ahead. You can do it. Okay. UNLV. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, right? Because otherwise, why would I pause, right? There you Yeah, come on. Exactly. I mean, if it was a no-brainer, you'd take Minot like everybody on that ACHA bracket contest is doing. But you're having some hesitation. UNLV has, has the talent. They can definitely put it together. They've got great goaltending. They've got some speed. They've got some great defense. The two, the two of the four best uh, best defensemen in the conference, Robert McCollum and Alec Johnson, play for the Rebels. So uh, yeah, they can. They have the ingredients. Can they? You know, can they maintain their composure and put it all together? That remains to be seen. But Anita's bracket they definitely have the swagger. Yeah, you know, they definitely they, got the swagger down. That they do. And like I said on a, on a previous uh, podcast, I forget who it was with. You know, they they've. They've kind of acquired this little, uh, you know, villain mentality, and uh, I think they should wear that black hat with pride and say, "Yeah, we're we're the biggest and baddest, and you want a piece of us? Here we are. Come get us." You know. And, well, and you know, I mean, they love wearing the the black uniforms, right? They they probably call like call themselves rebels for a reason. Yeah, I mean, that's how. Like the, the black leather jacket on the motorcycle gang, right? That's what I think of when I see their their black and their red. Well, when I think of uh, UNLV, and this is gonna again gonna date me, I think of the uh, great <laughs> basketball teams of Jerry Tarkanian. You know, when I was at at, oh. at Oklahoma, Billy Tubbs and Billy Ball was all the rage, and you know, Oklahoma run, played a run and gun basketball style, and UNLV was you know. The, the black hat villain of uh, college basketball at the time, and they wore that with pride with Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman and Greg Anthony. Yep. And, yep. Um, and in my hometown. Yeah. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead. No, in your hometown. Oh, yeah. In my hometown, the silver and black were the bad boys because I grew up next to Oak, the Oakland Raiders. There you go. And, and to date myself, right? It's like I remember when, gosh, who's that? Uh, Stabler was playing Kenny uh-huh. Stabler, the snake the snake yep. back when you know big old john right was actually coaching big john right? madden uh, and the madden cruiser yeah. yeah john madden right and madden cruiser who like couldn't fly so he would like either take the train or drive but john madden was still coaching hey that's the way to go yeah. right if you're gonna if, if you can't fly that's the way to go is to get a bus and have someone else drive you if if I could have yeah, a bus like and totally decked out, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Come on. If, hey, if I had a bus and I had someone else driving me, we'd be taking that all the way to Boston. None of this flying baloney. <laughs> but uh, all right. So you've got UNLV uh, wearing that black hat with pride. The villains of the ACHA, you say, are going to take out number one Minot and win boys. it all. Hey, good for them. That'd be awesome if they did that. That would make uh, the WCHL, right? That would be great for the WCHL, and that would be great for UNLV. I know they have huge aspirations, and that would be uh, another uh, another rung in the in the long ladder that they're going to need to uh, that they're going to need to uh, climb if they want to get some uh, NCAA success. So it's kind of tough, you know. Kind of makes you wonder if they're how close they really are to achieving that NCAA success when you see they've got a GoFundMe out there now for nationals. Oh, um, yeah, so I mean it's kind of incongruous with one another, but um, 
you know, hey, all you got to do is go up to nationals and shut everybody up. And uh, I, I, I like that. I, you know, I like that attitude. So uh, very good. Anita, that's pretty awesome. So you have UNLV, UCO, Ohio, and Minot in the final four. And in your final game, you have UNLV beating Minot for the Murdoch Cup. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And you did that on the fly because you did not readjust uh, for the semifinals. I didn't do the flip. I didn't know. I didn't pay attention when I was listening to the other people talking about the flip. Yeah, it's okay. I just did a. I actually made a little bracket for myself and wrote the things in so I could keep ah, track. Very nice. Well, you know, on on the ACHA Men's Division One Twitter and even on the on the Facebook. And I think it might be hidden somewhere on the website. I'll have to find it. We actually have a bracket with uh, that's there that has all this stuff on it. We actually have a game schedule that's there. It has all this stuff on it. And you can follow along, watch the games live from Nationals on Hockey TV. You know, I had some fun earlier today because there were some dopes on Twitter that were saying, oh, it's $149 to watch these games. I can't believe that you're making moms and dads after spending all this money to send their little Johnny and Jimmy to go to school that you're going to make them pay $149 to watch hockey TV for, you know, the last games of the season. I'm like, Whoa. wait, so that it's a tournament pass, right? Yeah. It's like, what, what are you guys smoking? It's $29 for 113 games. I did the math. I'm not a math whiz, but that's 27 cents a game. Right, right. Come on. Like, wait a minute, there's a lot of games. It's like, well, maybe if you only want to watch the games your kid plays and they get knocked down in the second round, yeah, no, it's a lot of money to you. Sure, but I mean, you also have the ability, if you if you give a rip about whatever division it is, whether it's men's one, exactly. women's two, whatever, you can watch all the games all day, you know all night from the New England Sports Center. you can eat. Yeah. All you can eat. There you go. I tell you, one of the, the fun things about that the regional tournament is I got to see a whole bunch of really good hockey from teams I've never seen before. That's the fun part about going to going to nationals part. is because exactly. you it's see the part. you see these teams that you haven't seen before and you know they're good. Or, well, they should be, except for maybe Buffalo. Um, <laughs> you know, you know they're going to be good, and um, uh, it's 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 fun to see these matchups. Not counting the conference matchup, UCO and Arizona, but you know Liberty and Pitt, Jamestown, Niagara. They've never played each other. You know, you, we're talking what UNLV and and Liberty. I mean, they've only played each other five, four or five times. It'll be fun to see that rubber match. Illinois yep. State, IUP. Yep. You know, Indiana Tech, uh, Maryville. They haven't played one another. It'll be fun to watch those. So uh, that's that's the that's the fun of it. And, and yeah, you can watch those games live on Hockey TV. You can uh, watch uh, the 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 single camera pan and scan. You can watch to see do we have instant replay or not. You can listen to see whether or not um, any of the hot mics catch a crusty, foul-mouthed individual uh, between periods, walking around, you know, cussing people out or you know, saying certain things. Or maybe I'll just be eating a lobster roll and smacking my lips the whole time. Who knows? But uh, yeah, fun times, fun times. All right, Anita, anything else uh, that we need to talk about before we get out of there? I I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of stuff. All right, all right. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you for a loop here, okay? Because I know all you right, follow. I, I know you follow. We don't want you know. We don't need a 20 minute expose here. But you follow ACHA Women's Division One as well. The uh, Utah Utes. They were in the. They play in the WWCHL, which is a ripoff. I need right. to send those guys a a bill for ripping off my name. 
um, putting a W in front of it and calling it brand new. They didn't get out of the WWCHL tournament. Arizona State did. They got the auto bid. They're going to nationals. Who on the women's side, in your expertise, is going to win it all? Oh, boy, that does throw me for a loop. Uh, can I look at the women's rankings real quick? The women's sure. one rankings real sure. quick? Okay. Sure. I've actually got the page open, so stall for a second while I pull well, up the women's it's, final I, rankings. I can tell you. I mean, Liberty, I think, has won it for the past three years in a row. Oh, that's mm. right. It's always Liberty, Midland, and Minot State. <laughs> there you go. Midland, I think, has uh, established themselves as the solid number two, even though they've beaten both Minot and uh, Liberty this season. And Minot, being an upstart uh, little program, they've started at women's two a couple of years ago and they immediately jumped to women's one and proved that they can hang so i think it's going to be one of those three uh minot midland or liberty which one of those three do you think is going to walk away with the uh women's division one championship you know i'm gonna i actually uh brayden and i chatted a little bit as we were she came by to watch the uh the men's two tournament and because uh, that happened after they'd uh failed to qualify in their tournament and she was talking about liberty so i'm going to go with Braden's Braden's uh, pick and go liberty because she was really? just talking about how good they are this year yeah okay all right so you're going to take liberty i'm going to go out on a limb i'm going to say it's my good friends from midland nebraska um free, from fremont nebraska it'll be midland university the warriors i think they'll find a way to pull it all together and uh, shock the world so and i'm i'm curious to see how well arizona state does because uh, we watched them, and boy, Braden had mentioned at the beginning of the season how good, how much better they were this year, yeah. even better than last year, mm-hmm. and they are really good. So I, I would really like to see how well they do in the tournament. I'm curious to see how they do. Well, good. Hey, let's 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 hope they let's hope they represent the West very well, even though they're yes. representing that ripoff conference, the WWCHL. <laughs> I'm a little surprised to see the Michigan is so low, to tell you the truth, mm. at nine. Mm. Mm. But, yeah. you know all the all the all the all the all the good uh great hockey playing women they either go to liberty midland minot or out west right yeah there you go yeah, yeah they want to <laughs> so all right anita suchia listen thank you so much for being on the wchl podcast follow anita suchia on twitter at sabaku inc did i say that right you did there we go uh i'm on twitter at cjp in okla um the western collegiate hockey league is on twitter at western chl the podcast is on twitter at wchl pod that's all presuming twitter hasn't blown up in the time that we've done and recorded this it's been acting goofy the past few days so it's it's quite the mess um check it out on uh, acha men's division one um there's some there's some useful I'm information go fill my, i'm gonna go fill my bracket out there there you go bracket. throw your hat in the ring you might win a prize yeah. To have an unconventional uh, winner like Anita did with UNLV, um, and you might be one of the few that wins a uh, unconventional prize, uh, courtesy of uh, a dumb commission. Maybe I'll just preserve a lobster roll and I'll send it to the winner. Maybe that's what I'll do. Well, I hope you would FedEx it and not just send it by regular parcel post. Okay, I'm cheap. Come on, he, don't you? That's expecting a little bit too much. Okay, so if I see something postmark Marlboro, I'm probably just not going to even open it. Yeah, <laughs> botulism. The botulism that comes with it will be free. That'll be an extra added bonus. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. I yeah. really appreciate the thought. It's so kind of you. Thank you, me. 
That's awesome. All right, Anita, listen, thanks for your help over the season, and thanks for uh, your help tonight with uh, some great picks. Thanks for picking a WCHL team. I think you're the only picker so far who's picked a WCHL team, so I love that. Uh, All the more reason to have you on more in the future and not those other guys. So uh, sucks to be them. So, Anita, thanks again, and congratulations to Utah for having a great season. Uh, I, wish it, I wish it was a little bit greater, and I wish I was uh, talking Utah hockey in Boston, but uh, just wasn't to be. Maybe next year. Yeah, that's all right. Look out, folks. Look look for us in 2023-24. I like we're, it. We're coming to your hometown. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take all your money and all your fun. Yikes, there you I go. Love it. All right, Anita. Hey, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to hit the button, and let's get out of here. Thanks to everybody for listening, and thanks to uh, Anita for being on here. We'll talk to you coming up soon. Take care. Take care.